a letter. Well, the letter's finally arrived. Oh, and another missed call from Deirdre. Another missed conversation. I forget what she rings about these days. She's either ringing me to tell me about her fake plants or her breast implants. I forget. I tend to just smile and when she rings, I try and get out of, get out of the colouring book. It's an adult colouring book. It helps when I'm, I'm stressed or, or listening on the phone to one of the many people who ring me. She does go on a bit, Deirdre. Sometimes I just want to say, Deirdre, love, nobody cares. She was ringing me the other day to tell me that she said she thought she saw me and then realised it was it was the guy who played Peter Barlow in Coronation Street. I said to her, Deirdre, I look nothing like him. She said, Oh, you do a bit. You know, if you stand in the right light, you could get a job. You know, being his double. It's like, no, I don't think so. Although I do tend to get a lot of people now telling me I look like Peter Barlow. I mean, if I did get any freebies from it, then I would. But I don't look anything like him. Sometimes I'm told I'm too rude. I am rude. My friend Terry always tells me I'm too rude. The words pot kettle black come to mind though, whenever he says that. You're so uptight, precinct. You're so uptight. Yeah, maybe I am. But with friends like you, no wonder. Many years ago, there were me and my three friends, Ross, Matthew, Ben H, all home after a night out. This was before Google. We were having a conversation, Ross, Matt, Ben H and I. The thing is, I can't actually remember what the conversation was about. But as we were discussing it, it came to a, a tie. Two of us agreed one thing, two disagreed. We needed a man of knowledge. And so I called Terry. I put him on loudspeaker. All four of us believed we, we were a fight, right? My apologies. All four of us thought we were right. And that Terry, the god of all knowledge, would know the answer. The phone rang. After a couple of rings, Terry answered. We put him on loudspeaker so that we could all hear. We asked a question, and well, I began to ask a question, and all I got back was, Pray, I can't talk right now. I'm locked in the dungeon. I'll speak to you later. And then the phone just went down. Well, for the next few hours, all four of us were wondering, should we do something? Should I ring the police? Should I go there? Should I go and rescue him? I mean, who has a dungeon? Where is a dungeon? This took us hours to actually debate, and we were debating, and I mean really debating. Don't forget we were hungover. So yeah, it, it's like we needed to plan of action. And I think it culminated in us all packing stuff like a baseball bat. Yes, I did have a baseball bat. And who would drive and where we would drive around. I think we were even considering just scouring the streets asking somebody, do you have a dungeon? Do you have a dungeon? Like, like you do, I mean, imagine if we did, we'd probably get arrested. Finally, Ben H shouted, wow. 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 
and looking at us all as if to say, wow, we kind of heard you saying wow, but what, what does that mean? And he finally said, World of Warcraft. And then one by one, everybody got it. I was the last, of course. World of Warcraft. And then it finally hit me. It was a game playing World of Warcraft. Dungeons. They have dungeons in World of Warcraft. I've received this letter from the hospital. I should open it. I'm scared. Oh, the phone's ringing now. Always rings when you don't want people to ring. I don't look to see who it is. I need a moment. I want to leave it. I won't leave it too long. You see, I have to answer the phone. People worry. And for good reason. It's just I've not been in a in a good place. And I've been in a lot of pain recently. Not being able to go to the toilet. Blood, sharp pain. I've been sat in the toilet forever sometimes. I know this is not what you want to hear. But it's what's going on at the moment. It's like having a friendship with me. You put so much effort and strain to get very little or nothing at all back for the amount of effort you put in. And why? Why do people pull with me? Why? I'm not a good friend. Yet when I need friends, there they are. I don't deserve them. Not with what I've done. I'm no friend. I try to think when, when I've helped them, when? I get on people's nerves. My friend Terry once told me that when he's smiling at me, he's secretly plotting a horrible death for me. So I'm allowed a five mile walk off a three mile cliff. I was that the other way around. But this is his reason why he looks so happy sometimes when he's staring at me. I mentioned this to a few of my friends and they all were, I could see it in their eyes. They're all secretly plotting my death. It keeps them happy, I suppose. Every single one of my friends has needed a break at some point. But they have never truly given up. I always say to them, you don't need and, and I, apologies. I always say to them, you need to get better friends. I'm too high maintenance. I worry for them as they worry for me. I'm just not good at saying how I feel. And I feel sad. I feel lonely. I feel angry. I feel hurt. And life in the lockdown, in the second lockdown, is starting to get to me. I want a better life. And I realise I've achieved so little with myself. I know I've achieved a lot. I've survived. I've survived a number of dangerous people. And one who was dangerous but still loved me. I'm too used to being by myself. I don't know how to be around others. I make excuses to leave. When really I want to stay. 
feel I'm annoying. It's always an excuse. There's always excuses. I don't know how to be, and that's sad. I'm sad. Yeah, my friends do check in. Even Deirdre lives two doors down from me. She lives two doors down from me. She can just wave at me, but she knows she has to ring. Makes her feel good. And I forget that. I forget what about what I want in life and what other people want in life. Some people want that text because it makes it easy for them. Some people want to have face-to-face. Some people just want to hear a voice at the end of the line. We all have different wants and we all have different needs. And just because I'm not comfortable with one, you have to remember that somebody else feels more comfortable with that. I don't like sending texts. Well, that's how most people want to communicate because it makes them feel good. And I have to remember that this isn't just about me, this is about all of us. Lockdown isn't just affecting me. I always say because I'm worse off because I live by myself, but actually I'm not alone really, if you think about it. I've got more than some people have. People like Deirdre checking in. It's nice. Beryl, she rings. A couple of times I've not been able to answer the phone for whatever reason and I feel bad about that. But she always says to me, it's not, it's just timing. I want to be a better friend. And at the moment I don't know how to be a better friend. I tried to take my own life a few years back. This wasn't my first attempt at doing this, but it was the first time it was public. You know how it is. Usual meltdown on Facebook, then pill popping. I'd given up instead of reaching out. I kept it all in. I was pushing so many people away, getting angry, causing arguments, wanting arguments, anything to deal with the truth and that was wrong I get irritated at times when I'm being angry you see I've got borderline personality disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder having one is bad enough but having two well everything's such a drama as some of my friends say. Yeah, because sometimes it is. It feels like a drama because I can't talk properly. I can't say how I really feel. But I do have borderline personality disorder and I do have post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm also still a twat. And that's okay to say because, well, that's me. I can't be a twat. I can think of a few other choice words. I'm lucky, very lucky. I have friends who will drop everything to see if I'm alive and okay. And there's been a couple who just literally just dropped everything. Didn't matter what was going on in their lives. They drove all the way from the other side of town, from the other side of Manchester, 
just to make sure I was okay. And what do I give to them? I give them nothing but worry and stress. And that's why I always feel uncomfortable like saying how I feel because I don't want to put the pressure on them to do something because I am not their responsibility. It's not their responsibility to look after me. It's me. But they'll do that. They will drop everything to see if I'm alive and okay. I'm going to be honest, I'm struggling. I'm really, really struggling. But I am talking to people. I am being creative. And I'm looking at different ways of taking out the fact that I feel alone. And half the time, I just want to give up. I just want to jump out the window and just go, that's it. And I know the first thing that will happen is my friends will get on the phone, preach, you need to talk, preach, you need to think. No, no, I don't. Because when I'm struggling, I deal with it. And I know I'm not alone. I don't need support right now. Believe it or not, I am okay. I wish for more. I wish I wasn't alone. But I am okay. I'm alive with people who care. And for this, I want to say thank you. I'm learning to be a better friend. Remembering to text when I get home. And remembering to add a kiss at the end of a text. Apparently my text looks too aggressive. So adding a kiss makes it look less aggressive. <laughs> I always think it's daft. I think it's daft to text someone that I'm home, but that isn't about me. It's about making them just stop worrying about me. I don't want to do anything stupid. I'm lonely. I'm upset. And I don't know how to say that to my friends. But I don't want to do anything stupid. I want to say thank you for those that have been checking in on me because it does mean a lot. I want to say thank you for those that have been helping me build my new home because my home at the moment is is my safety net and when I come home to it I feel home and I've not felt that for a long long time. I know you're listening to this and you're worrying and you're thinking, oh, we need to do something. You don't. You don't. I'm not asking for help this time. Why am I writing this? Why am I doing this? Well, it's for all those that don't ask for help. Because you feel ashamed. Because you feel guilty. Because you're taking time off someone else. But you forget that you've got friends who want to be there for you, who want to help. 
I'm one of the lucky ones now because as irritating as sometimes being text all the time can be, I know that they're doing it because they just want to make sure I'm okay. And for that, I'm grateful. I'm still a miserable cunt. Am I allowed to say that? I'm still a miserable idiot. But I know that I'm cared for. And that's what gets me through the day. I'm sorry this recording is not the best. I've been crying quite a lot. I've been missing going out and dancing. So for the last few nights, I've been dancing with my headphones on so not to disturb the neighbours. And put my favourite dance music on and just dance like nobody cares. I am a bad dancer and I mean a bad dancer. But when you're dancing by yourself, nobody gives a shit. And I don't. And I feel happy for it. Because next year, even the year after, I'm going out. I'm going to get absolutely drunk with Beryl, who's promised me that she'll come out. And we're going to dance the night away. And we're going to get so drunk that we're going to stand out the next morning outside Terry and French's flat. And we're going to keep dancing, blowing a whistle with fake snakes and all sorts around whilst Terry and French are hiding behind the curtains going, we don't know them, calling the police, pretending that they don't know us. And Beryl's husband's driving around looking for her with her daughter in the back of the car, going, where's mummy, where's mummy? But we'll be living life. And this social interaction, I know why we've got to do it. But I'm openly saying that I'm finding it hard. Right now I don't need anything. And it seems strange, so why why am I doing this? Why am I writing this? Why am I putting my feelings out? Well, I want others to know that you are not alone. I feel alone, but I know that if I asked one of my friends to come, they would come. And you can't take away that feeling. Don't suffer alone. I know it's a struggle and I know sometimes you might feel ashamed to say it, that you need help, but don't be ashamed. Don't suffer alone. Because you're not. And I know I sound sad. But I'm also really grateful that I'm still writing. I'm still doing my dreams. I'm going to be painting soon. My world isn't great. But I'm still trying to achieve something. And I know I sound sad, and I am, but that's okay. It is okay to say you're not okay. 
I also want to say thank you to all those that do check in. I moan, but it does mean the world to me. I hate doing video calls, so I'm not really the video call type. But thank you. And for those that are helping me make my home my home. Having a home is the best thing that's going on in my life at the moment. I'm so proud to look at this home and say this is my home. I have a future. Whatever that is, I have a future because I have a home. It's not over for me, not by a long shot. I know this sounds really depressing, but I've got so much planned. And yes, I've been knocked back, but I still have a future. Don't suffer in silence. And don't be ashamed to say how you really feel. And thank you again, everyone.